This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you would like, 800-259-9231. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. We are here on a day that most people uh, are taking off, and so I appreciate everybody coming in here tonight, uh, joining you this evening. It's Ian. And Julia. And Dale. The toll-free number is always 800-259-9231, and and as always, you're invited to uh, bring up whatever it is that you'd like. Of course, it is Independence Day, so maybe you would like to ruminate, uh, you would like to express yourself, maybe express your frustration as to how it is. A lot of people aren't really anything, well, they're anything but independent. They're very dependent. Uh, these days. And where is the independence anyway? Well, I uh, do have an announcement to make tonight, which I think is pretty, pretty exciting. I think maybe we hinted at it a few weeks ago, but to the end of becoming more independent, uh, the Shire Society declaration was signed a year, about a year ago at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. Now, Dale, were you there for that Signing? Yes, I was. I believe I, I believe I was able to manually sign. Yeah. So there, uh, and Julia, unfortunately, you weren't at the, no. the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year. So basically the concept is uh, that, in case you aren't familiar, there, there was a, a lengthy process of uh, people developing the Shire Society Declaration, kind of, uh, you know, collectively, if you will, uh, on the Free Keen Forum for several months uh, prior to it actually being signed, just kind of tweaking words and that sort of thing. And it originally came from, uh, I guess, a book by L. Neil Smith back in the 1980s or something like that. He wrote a little essay in there, and I forget what his was called. It's all it's all over at ShireSociety.com. I don't have it in, in front of me at the moment. Um, there actually ended up being some drama around that where yeah. he, he got really uppity with the fact that uh, we, you know, we kind of riffed on his idea, kind of borrowed his, his ideas and modified them. Yeah, but, you know, and the interesting about that, that whole controversy too is that you know there's all this talk about intellectual property and what it means and how far it should go and you know just politeness and things like that and and uh i found it was really odd to think of a contract essentially it's a contract you're, mm-hmm. you're, or, or you're at least you're making a declaration it's yeah. not really a contract you're making a declaration right, it's not a contract because there's not another party right. you're signing with or and, agreeing to. and there's a lot of you know controversy about the fact that, that we started from that and then and then it was tweaked and in, into something slightly different but the thing is i look at i look at his contract and it was a good start but i wouldn't have signed it because i wouldn't i didn't agree with it completely i right. have to agree with the declaration 100% if i'm making a declaration to say that i can't take a a declaration someone else made and 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 make and adjust it so that it's actually accurate to represent my values and philosophy uh, so that i can make an accurate declaration i mean that's absurd yeah exactly <laughs> So there was some work done, and some would claim that it's still not perfect, and I would agree with them. It's it's not, uh, but perfection is the enemy of completion. So at one point, when most people were pretty happy with it, we decided to go ahead and have it uh, printed up. And there was a gentleman named Davi who uh, actually did the calligraphy. He actually got some, I think, fancy hemp Davi paper. took my artwork from my comic strip oh, and yeah, made a right. completely new comic strip <laughs> out of it. And uh, totally pirated all my stuff and made a new comic, and then I posted it. <laughs> yeah. I posted his comic on my site. What's that? What was that one about? Was that about pi- um, pirating things? Yes, it was. Sharing? In fact, yeah, <laughs> so it's funny it you didn't bring Davi up in in relation to this. So he's you know really talented artist, and uh, and he did the calligraphy for the actual physical Shire Society documents, which we then brought 
to uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival in 2010 and had a signing ceremony, the video of which is actually up now at ShireSociety.com. And so basically the announcement is that ShireSociety.com has, is actually a website now. Like for a year it was just pointing to the Free Keen Forum just because I hadn't gotten around to doing anything with it. And then a few weeks before Porkfest I thought, you know, it's time to actually – Get off my duff and uh, and get this thing done. So I uh, put up uh, put up an actual site. You can go. You can read the Shire uh, the Shire Society Declaration. You can then electronically sign uh, the declaration by using your Facebook or just posting a comment on registering for the site and then posting a comment on the article. So anybody who wants to uh, can can essentially sign the Shire Society Declaration at this point. The original the original signers are all are they all on there already? Uh, well, they're on the PDF version of the. Okay. W- what happened when we when we got back from Porkfest last year was the document had the original documents had been a little bit torn while they were being signed, so there was some repair that went on because uh, the pens it was just a real fragile paper that they were on, and some some of the folks' signatures had torn it a little bit. So there was some repair that happened, and then uh, Puke, who's one of the local photographers and liberty activists here in Keene, took some. Nice tripod, high-resolution camera photos, well-lit photos of the actual original documents. Those were then turned into high-resolution PDF files, and those are available over at uh, ShireSociety.com as well. So the original signers are on the original documents. They're not necessarily on the the website unless you've already signed on the website. Okay, so then they should – you'd probably suggest to them that they go ahead and sign up electronically too so they'd Uh be in – if you want, database. I mean, you're already on. I don't know if there, there's not a database. It's just yeah. some Facebook comments. It's just a basically it's okay. a comments page on uh, on WordPress is okay. essentially what it is. So you can go to ShireSociety.com. You can see that there, and uh, you know it's been it's been over a year since we've read the Shire Society Declaration, and, and it's not very long. So why don't we go ahead and read that tonight? In uh, considering it is the Independence Day edition of this program. And of course, we'll take your calls. You can bring up anything you'd like at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So uh, it is as follows. Uh, We, the undersigned, witnesses to the lesson of history that no form of political governance may be relied upon to secure the individual rights of life, liberty, or property. Now, therefore, establish and provide certain fundamental precepts measuring our conduct toward one another and toward others. First, each individual is the exclusive proprietor of his or her own existence and all products thereof, holding no obligations except those created by consent. Second, No individual or association of individuals, however constituted, has the right to initiate force against any other individual. Third, each individual has the inalienable right of self-defense against the initiation of force. Fourth, explicit voluntary association is the only means by which binding obligations may be created, and claims based on association or relationships to which any party did not consent are empty and invalid. Fifth, rights are neither collective nor additive in character, and no group can possess rights in excess of those belonging to its individual members. We hereby declare our commitment to peace, individual sovereignty, and independence, and join the uh, the Shire Society. That's it. Yeah, see, there was nothing in there that I had any kind of any kind of disagreement with, and so I was able to sign that. Yeah, it really, mm-hmm. uh, really, if I think, effectively rebuts a lot of the the fundamental beliefs, uh, the, the precepts, if you will, of the, the status system, of the coercionist system, you know, this idea that uh, somehow you've, you've agreed to all this just because you're here, and mm-hmm. it's essentially declaring, no, no, I don't believe in that, that's not how I live my life, I only agree to what I agree to, and I can't be held liable for things that I, you know, that I haven't, I haven't agreed to, unless we're talking about committing harm uh, against another human being. 
So, uh, Julia, I mean, having heard that probably for the first time tonight, what are your what are your initial responses? I don't know. It, it's very basic, and and I I like that about it. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is you can actually print it out. Uh, there's actually so you can sign it one of two ways. You can go to shiresociety.com. You can sign online, or you can actually get a PDF of a printable version, which probably has room for several, maybe a few signatures at the bottom. So maybe you and some friends uh, could uh, print it out and, and sign your own copy if uh, if you'd like. And it it's a nice-looking PDF, which was also created by Davi. So ShireSociety.com uh, is online. You can now sign online, and I know that uh, some folks are waiting for that. So um, I'm happy to announce that it's actually up. Let's go to you and your phone calls. Let's go to the amp lines. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Dale. Hey, uh, Ian, Julian, Dale. This, hey. this is Ty. I'm Memphis. How y'all doing tonight? Ty, what's on your mind, Ty? Well, thank you very much for calling it Independence Day. I am so sick and tired of watching news outlets or people greeting me and saying Happy Fourth of July. That's yeah. a common pet so peeve. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, there's so many, so many emphasize a date everywhere in the world. There's a Fourth of July on this date. You know, there's also a Fifth of date, July tomorrow. <laughs> yep. We could have we the fifth of July to be party. Celebrating or reflecting on the idea of being free from tyrannical government. Now, uh, boy, I wonder why government and the news outlets don't emphasize that. Tell you what, Ty, if you've got more <laughs> thoughts, stick with us. We'll be back with you here in a moment because I share the I share this critique. Uh, clearly, there's an effort. I think whether it's on purpose or not. But there is a disconcerted effort amongst the mainstream media to call this the 4th of July yeah. as opposed to Independence Day. And I think it's to take away the meaning from uh, from the holiday. 800-259-9231. I'd like to add to the meaning myself. We'll come back in a moment with that. It's Free Talk Live. You can take control. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Dale. All right. So the number for you again, 800-259-9231. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. You need to get some collections done. You need to turn it over to the people that can get it done with respect and hopefully make it so your clients will continue on with you once that process is complete. SACL CAI does it with respect and they do a great job. Go and get the details over at their website. Learn more about it. Uh, you can find their banner at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI. Long running big-time sponsor of this program, Sickle CAI, 800-259-9231. Ty is with us in Tennessee, and Ty, you've got some critique uh, for folks in the kind of the mainstream media world, uh, amongst other places. Yes, and the, and the government official, you know, voices of the government, which I guess the mainstream media kind of qualifies for that. The, the emphasis is on the date rather than on the meaning behind the date, and I think it is intentional because... You know, I, I forget where I read that something like greater than 10% of of households in this country 
are receiving some sort of subsidy, either food stamps or some sort of welfare. It may be, even be greater than that. You know, so mm. so many people are actually dependent on government these days. It would be uh, against their interest to emphasize this idea of independence and of people standing on their own. For sure. It's a, it's a lot more uh, in their interest to promote people just partying because, you know, p- people like to party. And so let's just turn this day that is about independence uh, and, and freedom from control and let's turn it into another day where you can just get drunk Any with your friends. Any excuse to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I thank you guys for emphasizing that this is Independence Day and thank you for posting the Shire Society thing as a reminder that it's you know what this is what this day is really about yeah. what it signifies at well, least at least to i think for lovers of of true liberty well, and the we Shire Society Declaration really takes it to uh, takes independence to the next level because the original concept behind Independence Day was about uh, the you know creating a new state. So the new state was uh, you know going to be independent from uh, the old. And this is uh, the Shire Society Declaration is a declaration of individual uh, sovereignty, individual independence. Right. The only critique I have is something that I've recently you know of the Shire Society Declaration. It's something that's recently come to my mind. I called in about a few days ago, and that's the idea that I think that the concept of rights may actually have roots in coercion. Because What's that when to mean? you start talking about when you start talking about rights, you're making a claim against the behavior of another person. Well, that's that's why it's so crucial to make to to distinguish between negative rights and positive rights. You're not not making a claim uh, by saying I have a right to life. That's not making a claim against you saying you can't murder me. It's just uh, rights are a concept that is hopefully something that will be accepted by most people, so that we can all agree that we have the right to life and agree not to murder one another. Well, no, I think what you're talking about is positive rights. Hmm? You Uh, you have the liberty to sustain your life. Well, that's but that's you the, don't have the right. You don't have a claim on others to maintain your uh, yes. Life. What you're talking you, about you is have, are positive you, rights. You're talking about positive rights versus negative rights. A negative right, a positive right would be like a right to food, which would be absurd because that would mean that I have the right to enslave someone else to provide food to me. Yeah. But a negative yeah, right is a, a right construct. to a negative right is a right to to uh, a negative right requires no action on behalf of someone else. It might require them not to act in certain ways, like don't kill Correct, me or steal from me or something like that. And that's why that's why people who love liberty are very clear are very careful to distinguish between negative rights and positive rights and to support negative rights but not positive rights. Well, I agree with that. It's just I think that you've got to be very careful in distinguishing liberties from rights. And I, I haven't completely fleshed out this idea yet. I'm still kind of working on it and I'm still stewing on it. But I think that you're right. That the, the negative rights are typically uh, what I think the liberty community means when they use the word rights. But, it uh, is. I think they, yeah. often, they often get conflated with liberties. You know, we have a liberty to speak our mind. We have the right to speak our mind without being molested. Yeah, I totally right. understand where you're coming from. I just uh, I'm looking here at the Shire Society Declaration, and I don't see anything about positive rights in there. I mean, there's right. nothing uh, that suggests that you have the right to anyone else's labor or the right to anyone else's fruits of uh, their efforts or anything like that. It's just you have the right to be, you know, essentially left alone. And it points out that no group uh, can possess rights in excess of those belonging to its individual members. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's a fairly well-rounded uh, document, but. 
you know, if you want to make your own without any without the word rights in it, if it makes you feel better, then you should do that. I may do something like that, but you know that critique is a mild critique because the the document uh, speaks very well, I think, of of uh, my ideals and principles. Great, Ty. Thanks but, for the uh, call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Yeah, my right to be left alone doesn't require you to act. My right, right. to life doesn't mean that I'm guaranteed to live forever. It just means that uh, I have the right to you not taking my life from me. Right. And it, it requires other people to agree with that. If most people didn't agree with that, then we would have this kind of dangerous uh, state of nature situation where folks are just going around left and right killing people it's just because they didn't like the way they looked or whatever for whatever reason. But at some point, uh, human beings came up with a concept of rights, and we're talking about uh, negative rights, which I hate these terms because negative rights sound so negative. <laughs> I mean, rights are a good thing. I want to have rights that are that sound positive, and negative <laughs> rights, I think, is like a really confusing phrase. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would think humans came up with a concept of rights because it benefits everybody. Because we figured out after you know we stopped clubbing one another over the head for a short while that if we stopped clubbing over one another over the head and actually respected each other's craniums and uh, you know only clubbed animals, yeah, uh, at that point uh, that uh, you know we might un- get along a little better. It's unfortunate that there are people who will say people you know food is a right. Like food is a human right, because the moment you say that, you are advocating slavery, some form right. of slavery, who, you know, or health care. Health care is a right. Well, who is responsible for providing you with health care? Right. Uh, that's 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 absurd to declare as a right. That's a pretty modern concept, I think. I mean, with universal health care or exactly. whatever, government health care. I hear that a lot recently with with all of this Obamacare and, and this conversation going on now. but It's definitely a conversation that has occurred, I think, post the nanny and This is state. like a, a right that has, is a new right. It's a, now we, we've, we've had the right to food, and now we have the right to health care as well. It's well, great. Well, I, nobody has the right to food. I guess that's what, that's what Dale's saying. Right? I, I guess I get that. I was not being serious. I see what you're going <laughs> But it does it does seem to be a more recent development. Maybe I'm wrong I, about that. I could be yeah. wrong as well, but I don't think 100 years ago people thought that they had a I, right to health care. You know, sometimes I wonder where this comes from. I think it, it almost seems to have evolved from a disconnect that people have with where they're, the things they need come from. Yeah. Because you know, most people just see all this stuff that's there. There's, there's, a, there's a supermarket full of food. Mm-hmm. There's doctors everywhere. There's these multi-million dollar hospitals everywhere. There's, it's just there. Like it, there's just all this wealth that's just so there. So why shouldn't I be able and, to have it for free? Know, why shouldn't I just have some of it? You know, they're hoarding, people are hoarding it uh, and being greedy with it is the way people look at it. Like what they don't understand, look, human labor created all this and continues to create it. Food is not appearing out of magical thin air on the shelves of the grocery store. Okay. It's being done because you, somebody wants to make a profit. You don't have a right to it. You can't. You can't enslave other people to provide that for you. And they want to feed people too. But yeah. you know, in order to do that, they had to invest money and they had to invest time and effort. And people that in, that invest those things deserve to be compensated for right. them if they've done a good job. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Free talk. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com.
This is Free Talk Live, the live Independence Day edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, maybe your thoughts about independence and uh, what today means to you. Hopefully it means something more than, it's the 4th of July celebration. We're going to go and have some uh, beer and we're going to, not that there's anything wrong with it, I had one earlier today, but uh, we're going to go ahead and... uh, Are you kidding all those carbs? Do some barbecue. There's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) (laughs) They have low carb beers though. Yeah, I just have whatever the beer is. So, uh, so yeah, so there's nothing wrong with having a party and there's nothing wrong with celebrating. But wouldn't it make more sense to celebrate independence rather than just the 4th of July, day in which we set off fireworks and have a party? I mean, really, isn't that the only modifier well, here, that, that the fireworks? I feel like if I were to ask, like, let's say just some standard people I work with, you know what I mean, just average Joes, if I were to mm-hmm. say, you know... Why do you want, because a lot of people requested it off. I work today and a lot of people requested it off. Of and like, why, what are you celebrating today? I feel like they're, why the 4th of July? I mean, there's no meaning to it. It's mm. just on this day we party. <laughs> I think that's the way a lot of people, is, is, you know, they eventually learn and then they promptly forget. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it certainly isn't being allowed to develop to the point where it actually inspires a desire for independence or an appreciation for independence. I don't think I would say young people do not know that it is Independence Day. Yeah, a large percentage Wait, I of them. About that. What? Well, I but there's about but there's that. a whole lot of there's a whole lot of uh, it's it's a it's a conflicting message though because I know in in the government schools they spend an awful lot of time teaching history that's awfully favorable toward sure. American history. You know, the U.S. Well, right. history, well, and well, then. Right. I mean, even if they knew it was Independence Day, they might just really focus on the idea that we beat the British. Uh, this is right. what we're celebrating. We won the war. Right. You know, who knows? Uh, I'd be interested to hear that. It would, the I British think were, would be, they were this horrible, horrible, bad government. And we're the wonderful government that's for all these different reasons, you know. You know, it's a little late now, but uh, but maybe next year or maybe just whenever. But next year for sure would be a cool time to go like do a man on the street uh, video interview and just – Ask people what that you, question. What are you celebrating today? Yeah, what, is, what does Independence Day mean to you? Or maybe that's, that's too leading of a question. What are you celebrating today is probably a better uh, open-ended kind of question. Why are you? Are you celebrating today? And if so, why? I like hamburgers. <laughs> I like hamburgers. But really, yeah, I mean, me minus the fireworks, don't you essentially have fill in whatever holiday, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, you know, St. Paddy's Day. I mean, St. Paddy's Day is drinking with green. Super Bowl Sunday is drinking with uh, football. Memorial Day. This is drinking with hamburgers, <laughs> fireworks. Fireworks and right? flags and hamburgers. Isn't that the modifier? Any excuse I mean, isn't that... to party. But is, am, am I missing anything else? Is there something else about Independence Day celebrations that sets it apart? I think for a lot of apart? people, uh, it's, they get the day off work. They have a three-day weekend, mm-hmm. like party. Like all those holidays, like Memorial Day weekend, July 4th, these are, you know, three-day weekend, got Monday off from work, Sunday's a cookout day. It's a party day. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Lauren is on the line listening in Ohio to WAIS in Athens. Hello, Lauren. Lauren? In Ohio. Hello? Hello? Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey. um, Anyway, um, I was going to say you got your secular holy days. Get it? (laughs) And now they're not, the government's not honoring those days anymore because they're trying to merge us into this one world mecca, this one world utopia they've got planned for us. Well, I don't think the government should have any holidays. I mean, if you're going to have a government, then I don't think it should be uh, elevating one day over another. Whether it right. Be well, I think we should have a government that follows the rules. How about that? A government that follows and obeys the Constitution, which is a body of negative law to limit its power. And How, how's that worked out? Well, no, that's the whole thing. It doesn't work out because the people don't know what it says. 
They, how in the it world are you? It matters if people knew. Like, there's plenty of people that know about the Constitution, but they don't do anything about it. So, well, really, yeah, doesn't but, it require action on people's parts rather than well, just expecting them to do the right thing? Well, of course, but the action is yielding to the truth and having at least a proper understanding of what what you live in as a world. And we don't understand it. God made the people. The people made a club. The club made rules, codes, regulations, and statutes. Article one, section eight of the Constitution might start with that one. Any of the other provisions too, but the whole do you point really, is you really, have a really ninth and a tenth amendment. To, just let me let me see if I, I can be clear clear with you here. Do you really want to go to some sort of federal constitutional thing, or wouldn't you rather just get rid of the federal government? Well, no, that's the whole point. The states made the federal government. The states are supposed to be the ones telling them what to do. Our our senators are supposed to be sent by the states to represent the states' interests, and if they're you know, getting screwed by the feds and these guys are all selling out, well, your senator would be canned. They've changed the rules. And my point is, instead of trying to make new rules, it's like they took away Glass-Steagall. All you have to do is put it back. We don't have to create something new. The documents themselves, and I mean, I'm not even, you know, I'll have to tell you, I'm not even a U.S. citizen. So I am not part of this corporate club. I am a, a free child of God. This country, when it was established, was a country of kings. Everybody was free. Nobody was subject to the government. If you check the 14th Amendment, you see all persons born or naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof and are citizens of the states wherein they reside. The position of a minor government official is to reside. Anyway, my point is they use their – it's like Obama saying, we're not having war against Libya because I say so. I mean, what are you, crazy? You're sending in drones. You're bombing Tripoli. I mean, what are you talking about? Right. Well, they just changed the terms. People believe it. Yeah, right. It's not a war if they change the name. Well, and this is my point, though. Where did we all learn generation after generation to accept lies? And 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 I tell you what, I I hate to say it because I know a lot of the folks that are you know I used to be with the libertarians. I was a Democrat, then I was a Republican, then I was a a libertarian, Mm -hmm. then I was a Christian. And it's a simple thing. We, we just all need to respect each other, gay, straight, black, white, rich, poor. How about we just have respect for each other? And you know the Declaration of Independence where it says that the governments are instituted among men to protect these things, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for every man. We were all created by God, like it or not, and, and he gave us all free will. So, hey, do what you want to do. But the whole point is you shouldn't be able to put the burden for whatever you know, wrongdoing or corrupt behavior. If it's productive, it's godly. If it's not productive, it's not godly. Lauren, it's thanks for the simple. call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I like the idea of respecting other people. That's a good sure. sounds yeah. like a good start. I don't I don't expect a piece of paper to keep governments in line. No, certainly it certainly won't. It, it I don't certainly know, hasn't but. proven to be the case throughout history. I right. don't think she expected that uh, to happen, but uh you know I don't blame people for having the the fantasy that Someday they could create some structure to make that work. I just don't think it can. I, I just you can't yeah. give human beings power over other over other human beings. Yeah, I mean that's you really what give it comes down. Another to. human being power over yourself you if could. you wanted to. There's this right. sort of it's really is governments are seen. Uh, they're really like a snake oil. You know, it's a snake oil salesman telling people that, that trying to they're they're finding a problem or a lot of problems rather that people want solved and providing this solution that isn't really a solution at right. all but Acting people are so like desperate are. to have the solution that that they'll take anything yeah and of course they're indoctrinating them as well to believe that the government solutions are the only option or that right. uh, you know and the government's making the situation worse therefore creating more problems and then having a nice solution yeah. that doesn't work but 
it's amazing. People just buy it over and over and over again. That's really the, the, the saddest part about all this is that people know – she was kind of referencing this in her call – but you know, people know that politicians are corrupt and they know that the government is violent and they know – I mean there are things that people know inherently I think about the government is certainly as they get older and they experience more of life. But yet you're right. They just keep going through the motions. They they keep you know voting for Republicans and Democrats. It's inherent in the nature of this beast – that politicians would become corrupt, that uh, people who crave power, power would be the ones who are attracted to it. And that, even power corrupts those who maybe they weren't craving it in the first right. place. When they get the, the taste of it, then it corrupts them. And scientific studies there's, have shown that. Yeah. There's nothing about it to think that it would do the things that people want it to do without becoming this corrupt, horrible thing that does more damage than than it helps. So I'll tell you what, if you want to get into that society where people do respect others, no matter what their beliefs are, then you've got to do it deliberately because it's not just going to form where you are. I think you have to pick yourself up and move to where those people are. Sort of like how the Mormons moved to Utah and no one could deny that they've had an, you know, it's, they've had an influence there. Uh, and, uh, you know, the hippies moved into Vermont. They had an influence there. You move liberty-minded people together into the same place, they're going to have an influence. We're seeing it happen already. Here in New Hampshire, as part of the Free State Project, go to freestateproject.org. Declare your independence from uh, the coercionism where you come from and get your butt up here to New Hampshire and join the fun. freestateproject.org. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. The live Independence Day edition of the program. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Dale. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by shopping with us. Go and get your shopping taken care of over at shop com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there to different Amazons from uh, inter- internationally around the world, uh, U.S., Canada, U.K., there's one in Germany as well. You click into the appropriate Amazon for you, and Free Talk Live will uh, get a portion of the purchase price. Now, when you do that, you don't really see any indicator on the screen necessarily that uh, that Free Talk Live is getting a portion. You just have to trust that it'll work. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Get the stuff that you need as we continue here with you and your thoughts. You, of course, can bring up whatever you would like. We'll go to Meg, who... Frequently has heard on this program, although uh, has moved down uh, temporarily, I think, to the uh, the D.C. area. You've been getting involved in some activism down there, Meg, uh, with the uh, the D.C. dance parties. Are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I saw you about uh, two hours ago on a live stream from, I think it was Tally.tv's Ustream channel. I guess today was the fourth Jefferson dance party for our listeners that may just be tuning in. 
It was uh, back in 2008 when a young lady was arrested for celebrating Thomas Jefferson's birthday by quietly dancing with her uh, her headphones in, listening to her MP3 device, uh, dancing in front of the Je- or at the Jefferson Memorial. She was arrested for this, and uh, then there was another dance party that happened a few several weeks ago where uh, several people were arrested for dancing, and in fact, one man was even body slammed for dancing by the park police. There was video footage of all this. It uh, created quite a bit of outrage, and then hundreds showed up a week later to, uh, with dozens of those hundreds participating in the dancing. They uh, danced for about 20 minutes without being molested by the state agents, and then uh, state agents moved in to close down the Jefferson Memorial. However, as was pointed out later, it turns out people like you, Meg, actually ended up staying behind mm-hmm. despite trying the police trying to push people out. They were successful pushing most folks out, but there were about six or seven people that stayed behind and continued dancing as long as you wanted to dance, and they never messed with you. So that was like yeah. the most important part of the story that nobody told. Yeah, it was, you know, most of the people were out by then, and uh, there were some speeches going on on the steps and whatnot, so... Not many people were paying attention, but I wasn't going to let them just, you know, shove us out and shut it down because I wouldn't feel that was a victory in my mind. So I just stayed around a little while and, you know, danced till I had to pee and then got out of there. And uh, and then today it happened again, the fourth, because because the state still attempted to crack down last time, uh, or the people calling themselves the state attempted to uh, crack down last time that uh, somebody decided it needed to happen again and mm-hmm. uh, and today was was that day so go ahead and set the scene for us well um actually the actual dance party when we got there there was only a few of us i think uh, three of us started dancing and then a couple people joined in i think there was maybe six total dance for about 20 minutes um the cops came in and sort of stood around and talked to each other and i think they were just you know waiting for the order to either stand down or arrest us. Mm-hmm. And once they were apparently given an order to stand down, they all left. So we decided, you know, victory, and we went on our way. But uh, the biggest problem today was actually just getting to the Thomas Jefferson Memorial because it's July 4th, and there are checkpoints all over D.C. Whoa. And so, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what, the, what kind of checkpoints? Um, well, basically, whenever you try to get to, like, um, I don't know what it's called with the big pillar thing uh what's that place called with the big grassy area oh the, mall. The, the big yeah the national mall yeah yeah so um to get to the jefferson memorial we had to go through there and there was uh checkpoints where they would check your bags and like they so this is for people on foot yeah just wow. everybody going in and um they like swab my hand to make sure i didn't have explosives on my hand and uh all this stuff and like, we had to go through about three of these checkpoints just to get over to the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, which wow. uh, I might add, they don't want us to call checkpoints. They aren't checkpoints. They're uh, access areas or something like that. They, they made very clear. Like a free they speech zone. It's a, safety, yeah. it's a safety check. So, um, you know, I did. We, now, this reminds me. I did see some sort of news headline earlier in the weekend about how terror threats uh, this weekend, 4th of July, possible target, uh, etc. So uh, that uh, that may have been their excuse. People who don't like our freedom yeah. that we're celebrating yeah. on July 4th. Right, where you can't walk from place to place in uh, D.C. without being... Were they frisking people? Uh, they weren't frisking people, but they were like uh, every bag that went in had to be opened mm. and checked, and you had to get uh, worn down, and you had to... Some people had their hands swabbed. I did. Um, was it the TSA or a, park, or a, no, a D.C. No, park was, police? 
it was just regular police. Just the DC cops everywhere. Yeah. And, um, so we went through one of the checkpoints, uh, and I was filming some of the stuff like after we got through it and a cop approached me and Mm. like asked for my ID and I, you know, I don't even have my ID on me, let alone, am I going to give it to him like that? So, you know, we had a little back and forth with him for a moment and he got on his phone and we wanted to go over to the Thomas Jefferson Memorial because we were, you know, starting to run a little late with all the checkpoints and whatnot. So I was just like, you know, are we being detained? And he's like, come back here, come back here. I was like, are we being detained? And he wouldn't answer me. So we just walked away. Awesome. And, um, <laughs> I bet he doesn't have that happen to him too many times during uh, the day. Yeah. So he was still on the phone watching us as we walked over to the Thomas Jefferson Memorial on the other side of the water, and we could see him watching us. And then when we get there, there's a lady on the phone, and she's, like, talking to all the other cops and pointing to us and stuff like that. (laughs) So then we get into the line to go through the checkpoint to get into the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, and they pull us all out of line and, like, start questioning us, start asking for our ID. Wow. Were you you recording all of these interactions? I recorded everything. So um, one of the officers, she, like, was asking for my ID. And so finally I said, you know, as a free person, uh, am I required to walk around with ID on me at all times? She's like, absolutely. This is America. (laughs) 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 You know, like. This is going to be uh, an epic video, Meg. I mean, I can already tell. It's it's just so funny because, you know, we went there and we were all kind of nervous about the actual dancing civil disobedience of it. And that was the easiest part. You know, <laughs> I mean, like nobody had any troubles. So it was just getting there. And it wasn't until um, they like held us outside. They wouldn't let us through because we were recording and we refused to show ID. That was their excuse for not letting us in. And so we were waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, a SWAT truck, like this big, huge armored vehicle pulls up. They let it in, and all these guys with machine guns come out. Right when they come out, that's when they're like, okay, you guys are free to go in. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, so, it was So you said a lower scary. turnout this time than uh, last time. Any speculation as to why? Did, do you think everybody just figures they won last time because it was such a huge turnout and the, and the police, for the most part, didn't molest anybody? I think it's a combination of that, and um, this one wasn't as, you know— uh, it didn't go viral like the last one. You know, the last one had the video of Kokesh being body slammed and choked, and everybody was very amped up from that. And so this was just more uh, reiterating our freedom. And so not many people probably felt, you know, the need to come out for that because we'd already beat it, you know? Yep. Yeah, I totally understand. I don't, you know, I don't blame anybody. Plus, you know, it is a holiday, and a lot of people probably had other plans, yeah. so that might have affected things as well. But nonetheless, you guys were unmolested uh, by the park police today, uh, so yeah. it was more of a success today that I think than it's ever been. Would you say it was an unqualified success, with the exception of the checkpoints everywhere? I, I mean, it was definitely a success. We had at one point only two cops when we started, and then like about a dozen came in. They stood around watching us for a little bit, and then they left. And so basically, so. they had the numbers today, right? Like, they could have gone in oh, yeah. and swooped in and arrested y'all, but they didn't. Yeah. Well, when the dozen came in, there was only three of us dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Nathan were slow dancing, and then Will was dancing around us. So nice. <laughs> it was like, it wouldn't have been hard for those 12, you know, guys with big guns and whatnot to take us down, but they just 
decided the PR would be too bad, I guess. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the video, and I think it's going to be wonderfully uh, ironic in the juxtaposition of it being Independence Day, as uh, Julia pointed out, and then on the other hand, having to go through multiple checkpoints in order to get oh, where yeah. you want to go. I was sure to uh, loudly vocalize that point, <laughs> all the people standing at the checkpoints whenever I could. <laughs> It's so sad. I, I wonder if, if I feel like Washington, D.C. would be a really hot spot for a 4th of July for a lot of people because it's sure it like is. America and the all the yeah. monuments and stuff. Yeah, that'd be the cliche destination. Right. So Yeah, it just seems so ironic that, you know, this day that celebrates our independence and freedom and we're in the Capitol, that's where the most tyrannical stuff you've ever seen occurs. Meg, was there more you wanted to share or did you pretty much wrap it up? Uh, that's pretty much it. Looking forward to seeing the video. Are you going to post it over at freekeen.com when it's uh when Oh, it's yeah. All right, I'll cool. have it up everywhere I can. Great. I look forward to it, and uh, thanks for all your efforts down there. No problem. We'll see you Talk back you in New Hampshire later. soon, and thanks for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. More about this uh, checkpoint situation here in a little bit. I think it deserves more commentary, and your thoughts are welcome. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hey, we're here. It's Independence Day and more popularly known as the 4th of July. We talked about that last hour and how this uh, calling it the 4th of July is leading it, uh, leading people to essentially lose the meaning, to lose their understanding of what Independence Day is, what the purpose well, of it is. Well, they do this with a lot of other holidays. We were talking about this, and my dad was a big history guy, and he always used to get really mad on uh, Veterans Day because he said it, it was not Veterans Day, it was Armistice Day. So they completely... Which was? Armistice Day was, I believe, it was to celebrate the end of the World War II, right? The 11th day. Of, was it World on the War II? Day. I think it was. Yeah. November 11th. Uh, don't ask me. Oh, I gotta look it up. I do not claim to be a history buff, cause, so I could be completely wrong on this, but I, yeah. there was a famous speech that was given on the 11th day of the 11th like hour, blah, 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 uh, and I'm pretty sure it was World War II. Yeah, November 11th, uh, the armistice signed between the Allies of World War One. Okay. And Germany. That's World I War One. See, I don't. I'm terrible with history. But Veterans. So, so th- did they change the day of Veterans Day? No, as well? it's the same day, but it's not Armistice Day anymore. It's Veterans Day, so we celebrate. You know, all the military. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you celebrate warmongering rather than the end of war, right? Right. So, so yeah, they definitely have changed that. Of course, many folks in religions would say that their religions have been bastardized or their religious holidays, uh, like Christmas or whatever, have been under attack, etc. So it would make more sense to just not have the government, uh, I guess, have holidays at all. I think that would be the easiest way to keep everybody happy and not play favorites. If you're going to have a government, that is. And I've I'd got some holidays that. that I want on the uh, government holiday official list. Like what? My birthday. <laughs> 
1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So it is Independence Day. We are here live. We will take your calls about anything. Uh, announced the launch, by the way, earlier of ShireSociety.com, where you can go and declare your independence from the coercive, violent monopoly system. And again, that's ShireSociety.com. And then we had Meg call in toward the end of the hour uh, regarding Washington, D.C. and what happened there this afternoon as folks gathered at the Jefferson Memorial for yet another Jefferson Dance Party. People can go to jeffersondanceparty.info to learn more about those dance parties that have uh, have already happened and any more that might be still to come because I don't know if they're going to give up. I don't know if this is the end, even though they've, they basically won at this point. Uh, the violence of the state has lessened over each of the the dance parties, the last three dance parties, in, in one instance, they uh, they arrested multiple people and they threw one guy and body slammed him on the ground, choked him, uh, and then the next one they just kind of waited for a while and then inevitably, you know, kind of pushed folks out of the Jefferson Memorial without it's making arrests. Like, it's almost like they are eager to nip it in the bud, you know. And then when they find that they're with that what they did causes things to progress and to people to declare. Their independence even more strongly. You think they figure it out and they back they back I, down? I, I wonder. I mean, maybe, maybe. Well, I've always wondered about that because it seems like for, they should have learned that lesson here in Keene by now, but they haven't. Where when they crack down, the activists come out in full force and they get more activists moving here and more people right. are inspired by that activism. Yet, you know, it was just a year ago that you and I, Dale, and another ten people were arrested at the jail. Well, it, it can be incident by incident. You know, it can take a lot of these it can take a lot of these for them to to realize and to get it for in the particular case that it's that it's going to result the way it does but i do feel like there's progress made there's if you think of the time that five people were arrested in the keen courtroom where they locked the doors and arrested everyone and wouldn't even let people out they said if you're still ago. here yeah they were carrying people outside in a in a purposefully painful way by their shoulder joints and the last time they arrested Bo for his for wearing a hat, they put him in a wheelchair. They were very, you know, they were trying to. They knew they were being filmed. They knew that it was going. There was going to be buzz around the event, and so they they tried not to be as heavy handed as they had in the past. I would say that overall, there have been improvements on how these things tend to go and how violent the state agents are here in here in New Hampshire. I, I think you're right, specifically right. in the Keene area. Folks out in Manchester and uh, Nashua, the, the cops out there are kind of new to this activism, so they're still violently, I think, reacting a little more uh, violently out that. And that they way. they certainly their reaction to cameras has certainly softened in general. Uh, There's still the, that very strong reaction in in the court, uh, what in the what is the public area outside the court in Kane? I had but, a friend who uh, who actually was born and raised in New Hampshire. Has nothing to do with the Free State Project, but um, he said that he believed just from personal experience that if there was one positive thing that that uh, happened because of Free Keen, it was that cops in Keene are more tolerant. That's interesting. That's his that, perspective. Well, that's interesting that somebody outside of the movement would notice that because, in theory, 
you know, they could still just be as mean to everybody else and just be a little bit more hands off with the activists. But if other that's still regular, progress. I mean, there's, right. yeah, there's nothing scientific about that. That was just his personal opinion. His opinion. He felt well. I think that's really, I think that's really interesting and valid because uh, you know, for someone who's outside of the liberty movement to see a tangible change right. in a relatively short period of time as to how the police behave towards average folks and to say this is it has improved is, I think, a that's a ringing endorsement. What's even better? Think of it like this: if you have police being reacting better to to activists because they know the activists stand up for for ourselves, that we expose things in the media, that we challenge things, we challenge things in court all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. When people see that and see that police treat those people better. That makes them rethink the whole idea of being a kiss-up to a cop in order to yeah. try and get well, better treatment. I was just going to say that it may not even be necessarily a change in the police behavior at all, but a change in personal perspective and not being as scared of police. You know maybe. what I mean? Be- seeing people stand up to police all could the time them. could encourage people. Maybe to, like they don't seem as scary. I, I mean... I, that's a, I, yeah, that's a lot right there. Right. Like, I I have never, ever liked police. I've always been terrified of them, but I am not... When I get pulled over here, I don't... My heart doesn't race. I don't... You know, when I was in Florida, I was really legitimately, like, terrified of getting pulled over and the interaction that would take place. And here, it's just more comfortable talking to them. And I think it's partially because... Because, you know, you just I see so many videos of people interacting with police officers that like they're just not scary anymore. Yeah, what's well, educated you too, how to behave. Right. And my heart still does race a little, but a lot less. Like every time I've been pulled over uh, frequently for minor things, you know, going a little over the speed limit and I haven't even gotten a ticket for it. But I get pulled over and every time my heart does race a little bit. Uh, part of that is because. I know I really don't want to pay that fine and that yeah. I'm willing to go to jail to avoid the fine and I wouldn't my, my heart wouldn't race over going to jail. I think but mine I, races – if it, if it does race, I think it's usually just because that person could be violent. I mean I could right. encounter the one time where that uh, – you know, you hit a rogue cop yeah. and he just decides to just let well, loose on you. Like in Florida, if I got pulled over, I would be afraid that the cop for no reason at all would just want to search my car and you know I might have like some marijuana on me or something mm-hmm. back when I was younger. Here, I don't – that's not even a thought i've never every time i've ever been pulled over for a ticket i mean it's just here's the ticket bye like i don't feel yeah i don't feel like they're as aggressive as you know what i mean they're not looking for it as hard i think that's i think that was a true statement a few years ago when we moved up here i just think that's a general true statement about the at least the cops in Keene. i don't know about manchester i can't speak for them uh dale you're living out there part-time i don't know how much experience you've had with the I've, cops. Out i've there. only had one new hampshire i did have one new hampshire cop on the uh somewhere in between i think it was in I don't remember exactly what it was at the, off the top of my head, but coming back in a rural town, I had a cop. Uh, we were, I was in a car with three other guys, and he started searching illegally. It was absolutely mm. really? a co- complete violation, a legal search with no provocation whatsoever. He just started searching. Right. So I think and, that – but, but, but in Keene, it is – it does seem – I've never I, heard of it happening. I just feel like every time I've ever been pulled over in Keene, they are pulling me over with the intention of giving me the ticket that they, you know, whatever it is that they pulled me over. And I don't feel like they ever are snooping for anything else. To their credit, they also, if you look at the police logs uh, and they post them, I think, over the Keene police website. I don't know how up to date they are, but they're supposed to keep them up to date. If you look at the Keene police logs, you'll see that when they pull people over for traffic citations, frequently they give warnings. Frequently, they give yeah. warnings. I've gotten almost I've, every time uh, a yeah, warning. Yeah, I've had warnings. I probably have been pulled over twice a year on average, and I always get warnings. So, you know, credit to, to Keene Police for being not as bad as the rest of the police. And if it's true that this uh, person that you know that's like a Keene native has said that is it's his experience that they're better now than they even were a few years ago, 
then we're on the right track as yeah. far as I'm concerned. 800-259-9231. How can you help? Well, if you love liberty, you can join the Free State Project and get up here to uh, New Hampshire, freestateproject.org. Because the more liberty-minded people we have here the better these government bureaucrats are going to they're going to have to behave things are going to change with you get the people together that want to see that happen it's free talk live the ruger lc9 compact powerful and perfect for personal protection the lc9 is only slightly larger than the popular ruger lcp features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate the lc9 also has a dovetailed high visibility three dot sight system blued alloy steel barrel manual safety and loaded chamber indicator the lc9 Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything. It's the live Independence Day edition of the program. We do this show on as many holidays as we can possibly do because, well, I think people still listen to the radio on holidays. Still people driving around out there. People have things to do and they want to have entertainment. And I think entertainment should be live. And so that's why we're here tonight. And joining you this evening, it is Ian. And Julia. And Dale. 1-800-259-9231. Don't forget to join us on our website where you can get interactive in various different ways. Uh, one major way is by actually creating the content of the site. You find something online you think is interesting. Maybe uh, it's a video for perhaps of uh, today's checkpoints in D.C., which I, we need to get back into that here in a moment. Uh, but uh, you find something online you think is interesting, news article, video, uh, blog post, whatever, you submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners will then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested, and you can vote on things as well. And the most voted up in the aggregate will make it to the front page and the top of the website where more people will see them will be more likely to talk about them. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Another way to get some great liberty-oriented news items is from freedomsphoenix.com. They're uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies every single day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com. Sign up for their free daily dispatch. That's freedomsphoenix.com. In fact, speaking of checkpoints in the police state, uh, Brad Jardis, former law enforcement against prohibition member, former uh, cop for about 10 years. Uh, he is on the road now as a professional driver. And uh, Brad, you're with us from Texas. Happy Independence Day, folks. Hey, happy Independence Day to you, Brad. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I'm calling today to talk about the Fifth Amendment. Uh, a little bit about myself to some of the listeners um, that don't know who I am. Um, I was a police officer in New Hampshire for 11 years, and I left law enforcement because, well, pretty much the Free State Project came to me, and I started to hang out with uh, people in the Liberty Movement, and I started to listen. And then I started to realize that I was doing a whole slew of things at work under the guise of uh, enforcing the law that were very immoral. Mm. Uh-oh. Right, we lost. That didn't sound good. Brad, you gone? I think he is. Tell you what, uh, Brad, call us back. We'll get you back on. He's had what he was talking about is his incredible journey. Uh, as he said, you know, we moved here, those of us who love liberty, and there are more coming. Uh, there are only several hundred that have made the move to New Hampshire thus far as part of the Free State Project, and thousands more are pledged to make the move. Well, almost almost 11,000 people are pledged at this point. We're very close to that number. 
And a lot of them, uh, you know, they found out about Brad because on his own, he had joined law enforcement against prohibition. Like he had gotten to that point of understanding that prohibition was uh, was a real bad thing. And uh, he had joined that on his own. And that's how we discovered Brad. And uh, many folks within the liberty movement here in New Hampshire befriended him uh, when some people were not being so friendly toward him. There were people that that uh, that were friendly towards him, including myself. Uh, Julia, you were you were one of them as oh, well. Oh, I always liked Brad. Yeah, he's really just a, a sweetheart of a guy. And uh, and so as he was, you know, describing that it was his process where he came to the conclusion that what he was doing as part of his job, even though he loved his job, he loved the idea of you know stopping the bad guys. He was one of those cops that got in for the right reasons, you know, to go after the bad guys. He realized that he was doing wrong, that he was enforcing laws on people that were wrong to do and he couldn't in good conscience continue in that role over time and it, i think it kind of it kind of you know wore away at him over time he didn't quit you know the next day after meeting liberty lovers these ideas take time to sink in uh it takes time for people to really understand these concepts it took me years of my life to really come around to uh, i think finally grasp uh grasp them and i'm you know we're all still learning and I think Brad is back on here. Brad, I was kind of trying to pick up your story for you of how uh, the, you know you've ch- you changed over time, and you you know you came to the conclusion you you just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, thank you, Ian. I do apologize. I'm in uh, I'm in East Texas, uh, out here working, and the phone service isn't that great. Uh, but anyway, um, in my entire life, I've never been convicted of anything, and I've also never been arrested for anything until two days ago mm. and i want to tell the, i want to tell this story about how i got arrested at the united states border please two days ago yes <laughs> two days ago i was in nogales uh... mexico which is in the state of sonora and i went down there on my off time to just walk around and uh... you know i had never been there before and as i was coming back into the united states i make it a practice to limit what i tell government agents now hold on a second before you before you get to this practice and what happened did you have any trouble down in mexico i mean with the mexican agents or anything like that no not at all when you walk into mexico um you walk you have to do is you yeah i I walked in um you you press a button uh, and there's a there's this little stoplight and either says pass or stop and it's um, it's it's randomly set up, and if and if you uh, if you press the button and it turns red, you got to stop, and they check you. But they're very welcoming, uh, actually. And uh, there was a female border agent, and she smiled and waved me through. And um, once I once I walked in, the people were just very friendly. And um, there was uh, this this one fellow who I ended up paying him forty bucks. He gave me a tour of the city, and uh, it, it was a really great time. And uh, I had no trouble in Mexico. It, mm. The trouble began when I started walking back into the United States. Gotcha. And, and as a practice, and I would suggest this to any listener uh, who can hear me, do not ever talk to the government. I, any government agent that talks to you, unless you call them to your house to ask for help, every single thing you say to them is, is, it is geared to be written in a report to be used when an agent testifies against you in court. So I try to make it a practice. You know, I consider myself a quasi-liberty activist, and I, out here on the road, um, you know, I try to do my little part in standing up for my rights. And when I cross the border, this, um, this is the second time that I've done this, I refuse to talk to the border agents. Um, when, when someone crosses <laughs> the border... <laughs> now, wait so a minute. When, do, when, do you also, I mean, do you have, a, like, a government ID or passport or whatever? Yes. Yes. So you'll when, show when them this, but you won't talk to them? 
Right. When someone crosses the international border, there's two things that happen. The, the two things are immigration and customs. You need to prove that you're a United States citizen or eligible for admission into the interior of the country. Of course, it's and impossible need- to prove that you're a United States citizen because it's just a fantasy yeah, I'm concept. Sorry. Uh, I'm but, sorry. Uh, but they want to see some sort of government uh, ID. Is the idea you, right? you are correct? You you are correct about that. There there actually is no such thing as a citizen, but that's a that's a whole another whole yeah. other story. Um, so you, you need to prove that you uh, you legally uh, can enter the United States. And as I entered uh, the inspection line, I handed the customs officer uh, my passport, and I bought three shot glasses um, for three friends. Um, and I handed him. Uh, I put the box of shot glasses down. And I said, uh, I have three shot glasses to declare. And he looked up at me with a smile, and he said, oh, what do you have to celebrate? Now, some people might think, oh, geez, you know, well, the guy's just being friendly. But that, yeah. <laughs> police and customs agents are not your friends. These questions are designed to, uh, to, to gauge reactions and responses to see if someone is hiding something or to see if someone is guilty of something. So when he said this to me, you know, uh, as I practice not talking to government agents, I decided to plead the Fifth Amendment. No, wait, did you actually explicitly say that, or did you just remain silent? Well, I can go into it a little bit. In, I definitely want you to go into like. it. Hang on. Uh, stick with uh, us okay. more with Brad Jardis here, uh, former law enforcement officer, so he knows exactly what these tactics are. Uh, he's been trained in this stuff. 800-259-9231. So he puts uh, put some uh, freedom stuff to the test at the border, and well, we'll tell you what happened here in a little bit. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Independence Day edition of the program. You can bring up what you'd like, of course, at 800-259-9231. Maybe you would like to tell us uh, your thoughts about independence, what it means to you. Hopefully this holiday means something more than just an excuse to cook out and uh, drink with your friends and set off some uh, pretty fireworks. Well, I do like the fireworks, but uh, and I do like cooking and drinking with friends. That's all fine and, uh, and dandy. But I also like independence a lot, and uh, I like the idea of being free. And uh, that seems like something worth celebrating. You know, one thing I found myself thinking about while watching the fireworks last night that I it was I couldn't help dwelling on it that the fireworks are, as I understand it and how it was described to me, the fireworks are representative of war. They're explosion gunshots mm-hmm. and explosions and cannonballs. You know that that's that it's reminiscent of the of of uh, of of the war. Could be. You know, it, it would make sense. They're still pretty. One eight hundred two five nine. Yeah, I like fireworks. War's not shiny, pretty. shiny things. War. There's nothing pretty about war, but fireworks, very pretty. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bradley Jardis is with us. He's formerly of law enforcement against prohibition, a cop who's spent ten years, eleven years of his life. Uh, former cop, uh, spent ten plus years on the squad. 
on the streets in New Hampshire, uh, discovered liberty, uh, was already, I would say, of a liberty mindset, at least in some areas, certainly in the Prohibition area, discovered the liberty movement up here uh, as part of the Free State Project and other New Hampshire liberty activists, and ended up having to quit his job because he just couldn't uh, deal with the things that he was being told to do as a police officer anymore, has now hit the road as a, as a professional driver, a big change in uh, in careers. You're getting to uh, kind of see the, the country. And you've taken a little bit of time off, I guess, to uh, to travel down to Mexico. As you're walking back, uh, you encountered some trouble at the border where you're, you were showing them the uh, shot glasses you'd purchased in Mexico. And it was your intention to not speak to these border agents beyond the bare, bare minimum. So go ahead and pick up your story. So as I entered the inspection line, um, like I said, I handed the inspection officer my passport and the three shot glasses, one of which I got for you, Ian. It should come in the mail in a few days. Oh, thanks. And um, he said to me, he goes, oh, you know, what are the shot glasses to celebrate? You know, a, a seemingly innocuous question. However, uh, the true intent of asking these questions is to engage in small talk to see if someone acts nervous, to see if someone um, slips up in their words, and it's all designed to get you in trouble. So I said to this fellow, his name is Agent Aldrich, I said, um, yeah, I'm not going to answer that. And he looked up at me and he said, you have to, you have to answer my questions. What? And I responded, I'm sorry? I'm just laughing. I responded that I didn't and that I had proved that I was a United States national and that I made a verbal declaration a verbal customs declaration, as is allowed by the Code of Federal Regulations, in that I wasn't going to answer his questions. This guy jumped up, grabbed me by the arm, and dragged me into the back room. He pushed me up against the wall, he searched me, and he, uh, he basically pushed me into a chair. He got into my face and he pointed at me and he started yelling. He started telling me that this is not the Border Patrol Station 10 miles north, this is the U.S. border and that I have to, you know, I have to answer all of his questions. I looked, I looked at him, and I calmly said, You're, you are a very angry man. And, oh, he did not like that. <laughs> he, um, he, um, he, said, um, he said, I am an angry man, and uh, he, he went on and on. And I tried very calmly to explain this to him. If you lie to a federal agent... It is, it's against the law. It's specifically against United States Code 18 U.S.C. 1001. If you make any statement to any federal officer that is a lie, you can go to prison. Just ask Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. That's, what she went to, that's what she went to prison for. If she had kept her mouth shut, she probably wouldn't have gone to jail. And I pointed this out to him. And using the logic that the customs officers want to use at the border, if you were to have gone into a foreign country and broken the law, once you come to the border, you would have to tell them that when they ask you because their logic is you can't remain silent and you certainly can't lie because that's a crime. And I pointed this out to him, and he he wasn't going to hear it, so he stormed out of the room. Another agent that was in the room that was sitting at a computer he uh, looked at um, another agent that was there, and he said, this mother effer thinks he knows everything. Wow. And I looked, at, I looked at him, and I said, you know, that's really unprofessional. Why, you don't have to call me. Yeah, I said, you don't have to call me a mother effer. I said, I want to talk to your supervisor. And he pointed at the female agent, and he said, that's her right there. And I said, I said to her, uh, I want to file a complaint because he just called me a mother effer. Mm-hmm. And he said, he looked at me, and he said, I didn't call you a mother effer. And I said, oh, I see how this is going to be. And the, uh, the female supervisory agent, 
you know, after I said I want to file a complaint, she completely dodged, the, dodged it, and she looked at me and said, you need to answer our questions. And I repeated, I said, I do not need to answer your questions. I declared my citizenship, and I made a customs declaration. I do not need to answer any more of your questions. Right at this time, the agent that had grabbed me by the arm and dragged me in the room, he came storming back in the room. He pointed at me, and he said, this is the third time he's done it, or he's done this. Um, which, which is an, which is an inaccurate statement. It was the second time that I had um, done this at the border. And the first time I actually uh, blogged about it at freeteam.com. If you Google intimidation at the U.S. border, you can read my blog post. And he, uh, he said to uh, the female agent, he said, um, can we write him? Now, I don't know if, if uh, write him is a term used by uh, the Customs and Border Protection to, to indicate filed charges. Um, I didn't hear her say yes, but she must have nodded because the next thing I know, this very angry man came storming at me, and he told me I was under arrest. He handcuffed me. He dragged me into uh, he dragged me into a side room, and uh, he searched me again, and they locked me in a cell. The wow. cell didn't have a didn't have a, didn't even have a toilet or oh that's or, lovely um, or anything to drink. I suspect because they want to be able to examine what comes out of a person's body if they suspect them of drug smuggling. Maybe. Or maybe it's just, so, to, maybe it's just to tweak you out, you know? Maybe it's just to get so, you to crack. Yeah, so, so here I am. I'm lying on this uh, cell bench in, uh, you know, in federal custody. And surprisingly, I felt rather serene. Mm. I, I thought about, I, I started to think about all the peaceful people that I had put in this same exact mm. situation and how... You know, I, I, I believe in karma, and I believe that if you treat people well, good things will happen to you. And, you know, I, I actually I felt, I felt very relaxed, given this was my first time ever being arrested. Well, you know, um, I have to say the same thing, uh, just to kind of interrupt you there, uh, that when I was arrested for the first time, it wasn't a harrowing experience or anything like that. And, and I was, I guess, fortunate. I didn't. I, well, I suppose I did have an angry man shouting at me. Mine was wearing a robe when he was shouting at me, and I was arrested at that point. Uh, but it was in a courtroom when they arrested me. But when I went into jail, I was very, very positive. Uh, I had a very positive mindset and, and kept that throughout the entire experience. And I think that once you've resolved that you understand that jail is a possibility for you, if you're doing activism of whatever type, and it's going to be activism that uh, you know is going to put you at risk, then you have to have already come to the conclusion that, okay, if I continue down this road, at some point there's a chance somebody's going to put me in handcuffs and put me in a cage. And you just kind of you've, – if you've accepted that as a possibility in advance, it's not as a, as a shocking experience as I think that some people would expect it to be. Well, dealing – doing any type of activism against the federal government is extremely dangerous, and it is most dangerous when you're dealing with bureaucrats at the border. For because sure. The Supreme, the Supreme Court has – you know, there is a, a much – there's a much le- uh, lesser um, expectation of privacy when you cross an interna- international border. But I've read all these Supreme Court cases, and I've read all the federal regulations, and I know what these people are supposed to do. And, you know, as I was in the jail cell – um, and I actually said to the agent um, right before he put me in the cell, I said, would you reconsider doing this? And he said, no, I will not reconsider doing this. And he slammed the door. Now, what I was arrested for was not breaking any federal law because I did not break any federal law. And I'll get into that a little bit more. I was arrested for what's called contempt of cop. And it, mm-hmm. it's an actual psychological um, uh, syndrome that 
um, that does exist. And many times when police have their authority challenged, they re- respond in a violent and irrational way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine how frustrated this guy must have been, the fact that you weren't being shaken by his attempts to intimidate you. I mean, that's got to bug him as well. I'll tell you what, Brad, stick with us. Yes, you've got more to the story. More here in a moment with Bradley Jardis, a former law enforcement officer arrested at the border by the Border Patrol. We'll continue his story in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. We're here live. It is the Independence Day edition of the program. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Dale. Once again, the number for you, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download yours right there at freetalklive.com. You can actually go all the way back to late 2006 and there's no logging in, there's no membership fees or any hoops to jump through. They're just free at freetalklive.com. Now, the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It will deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle to have. If you can have only one, Ruger.com and your local gun dealer, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line here as we continue with Brad Jardis. Bradley Jardis with us here, uh, calling from Texas after being released last night. After being arrested, I'm glad you're not still in a cage, Brad. Uh, You were arrested as you attempted to come back into uh, the so-called United States by via a border entry over at uh, the Nogales uh, area, the uh, I guess there's is there also a Nogales, Texas? I feel like there is. There's a Nogales, Arizona, which is right on the border of Nogales, uh, Mexico. I see. Okay, so that's where you were coming back through, and uh, you ended up in a conversation with a particularly ornery uh, government bureaucrat who didn't like that you didn't want to answer his questions about why you had shot glasses uh, that you were declaring as your customs declarations you were coming back in. Uh, he attempted to uh, kind of rough you up a little bit, uh, intimidate you. They locked you in a cage and uh, were supposed to write you up or something like that. Go ahead with your story. So as I'm lying in, uh, in my little cage, um, I asked for some water, and they obliged. They gave me a bottle of water. And another agent came in who was actually uh, very nice, and he, you know, he tried explain, you know, he tried asking me why I was doing what I was doing. And I took the opportunity to, you know, explain the logic to him about the Fifth Amendment and that you can't compel a person to testify against himself. And that's what the police... Oh, I'm sorry. Just to just to kind of uh, interrupt you here on uh, go off slightly off track. Had you heard the news out of Keene where a man was actually jailed? Uh, one of the activists up here, Jim Johnson, was jailed for not filling out a form, a financial yes, affidavit. Yes, I did. I did. That seems like a clear violation of uh, of the Fifth Amendment uh, to me. Don't you agree? 
Uh, I would, because giving financial information to the government, they can use against you, um, especially because if you fill the form out accurately, um, you know, it may have an adverse effect on you, and you certainly can't lie about it. So, I mean, in effect, uh, although one is done by a person wearing a robe and this one is done by a person wearing a badge, in effect, it's the same thing. So go ahead with your story. So, you know, I took the time to try to explain that to to this agent that was there, and, uh, you know, he disagreed and he left. And I was left to to myself for about a half an hour, and then a special agent from Immigration and Customs Enforcement showed up, an ICE special agent. And typically the uh, special agents, um, they're what's called an uh, uh, 1118 or an 1811 um, pay grade series. Um, And they're, you know, they're typically, um, you know, better educated than the the typical, you know, rank and file uniform wearing government, federal government police officer. And I explained to him my position and I could tell that he completely agreed with me, but there was a, there was a customs uh, officer standing in the cell when I was talking to him and, you know, he basically didn't want to agree with me. And this customs officer that was, uh, that was there basically said, you know, what, you know, we were obviously never going to get through to you about this. You think you know everything, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And uh, after I made my case to the special agent, he left. And um, the agent who arrested me came back. He opened up the cell door. He gave me my money back. Hmm. He threatened to call my employer. He, um, he told me that I was now in their system and that any time I was to, to cross the border that I would have to deal with this. Um, deal with the fact that I was now flagged in their system. Mm -hmm. And he kept lecturing me. And, you know, I was getting pretty upset at this point. And I, you know, I wish I had, I I don't know, I'm kind of, I kind of take satisfaction uh, in that I said this. And I looked at him dead in the eye and I very calmly said, how does it feel to be wrong? And he said, if you don't leave right now, you're going to be arrested for trespassing. (laughs) They couldn't get you out of there quick enough at that point. I, I, I said to him, because obviously the special agent pulled him aside and said, yeah, uh, he didn't break any law. Um, you arrested him right. for basically uh, – I was arrested because I didn't answer two questions. What was I doing in Mexico, and what were the shot glasses I purchased intended to celebrate? Those were the two questions I didn't answer, and that's what got me arrested. Neither one of those questions I had any legal obligation to answer, and I was arrested because – because of the contempt of cop syndrome. And something I failed to mention earlier, um, when, I, when I said to this agent, you're a very angry man, um, when he kept uh, barking, you know, barking at me, I, I looked at him and I said, this is what's called contempt of cop. And, you know, and that's, the, that's when he stormed away after I said that. You know, I was trying very hard to, uh, I, was, I was in much more control than these guys were. Clearly. And so... As I was leaving, I said, I'd like to speak to the supervisor. They said no. I said, I'd like everyone's names who was involved. Mm -mm. They said no. And they told me again, if you don't leave right away, you're going to be arrested. Wow. Amazing. So so, uh, um, I left um, without charges. I have absolutely no court date. Uh, I was never fingerprinted. I was never photographed. I think after they locked me in the cell, they realized that they made a mistake. Um, And this is the free country in which we live. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Brad. It's an amazing story. Uh, guys, your thoughts? Are you not going to be able to file a complaint now since you weren't able to get names and things? Probably not. Well, I've, I've, okay. ar- I've already filed a complaint with uh, their Professional Standards Bureau, 
and the agent who I spoke to agreed with me that it would. He, his actual words were, if this agent were to contact my uh, my employer, um, that it would be outside the scope of his employment. And I asked this agent if he could preemptively order this uh, this agent Aldridge who arrested me, uh, order him not to contact my employer, and he said he would do that. I, I don't remember his exact words. He said, "Yes, I'll, I'll look into that." Well, yeah. um, whether so, he will or do it, or whether he will do it or not, is another question. What will happen to you if they do contact your employer? Well, um, if they do contact my employer uh, and something adverse were to happen to me, um, I would, I would imagine, and I'm not an attorney, but I would imagine it would only make my lawsuit against them better. Mm-hmm. I've already contacted the Arizona Civil Liberties Union. And um, for any listener who's interested about, uh, you know, about suing the federal government, um, it's actually the, the bureaucrats uh, in the United States Congress never enacted a way to sue the federal government for, for misconduct by federal agents. The, the, the United States Congress did enact a way to sue state agents for violating federal rights, but they never enacted a way to sue federal actors. The way to sue federal actors was actually created by the Supreme Court, and it was for a rights violation by the ATF. And the case was actually titled Bivens, B-I-V-E-N-S. So if anyone wants information, if, they're, you know, if they believe their rights were violated by the federal government, they could Google that. But I'm certainly not letting this go. Man, I don't and, know where you uh, find lawyers that are willing to take these kinds of cases. I mean, I actually uh, was assaulted by a security agent at a courthouse here in, in Keene last week where he grabs me by the arm and attempts to push me out, uh, out the door of the court. And, uh, you know, multiple people saw this happen. I was rolling video at the time, and I contacted a supposedly liberty-oriented attorney who basically said, yeah, he's working for the Justice uh, Division. Even though he's working, he's officially employed by the Sheriff's Department, he's under orders by the Justice Division, and so therefore it's it's basically something that's impossible to do. Like, these guys well, can it, just get away is, with pushing people around, and that's there's nothing they it can is, do. It is highly difficult to sue either the state or federal governments because of uh, because individual actors are protected by uh, they have either uh, qualified or absolute immunity however if they operate outside the scope of their employment to include making a false arrest that would open them up for liability and whereas in, in, in my particular situation the supervisor authorized this guy to arrest me for something uh, you know they kept saying I was impeding a federal official um, they said you're impeding a federal official, but you know, impeding silence cannot be used as impeding um, because that you know that com- completely flies in the face of the of way the, the constitutional Amendment. system is of the Fifth Amendment of right. the way it's supposed to work. According to them, you can't lie to them because that's a crime, and according to the position they're taking, you can't remain silent either because that's a crime. People can follow and, you, Brad. I know that you're you're probably going to write something up about this, and uh, there's probably a little more you're going to tell uh, online because I know that at one point the, the feds were allegedly following you last night as you were driving through southern the southern U.S. and so there was more to the story. But thanks for the call tonight. Thanks for sharing it. We'll let you get back. On on the road. Uh, drive safe out there, all right? Let's take care, Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, glad he's uh, not still in a cage. 1-800-259-9231. Perfect story for Independence Day. How independent do you feel? 1-800-259-9231. There's more time coming up here. Hour 3 is next. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts in this live edition of Free Talk Live on Independence Day. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phones, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Independence Day edition of the program. No joke, we're here when those other talk show hosts take the day off to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Dale. The toll-free number is once again 800-259-9231. We're going to jump right back into your phone calls. Then coming up, if we get a chance, Julia is going to tell us about a shocking study, what might be shocking for some people, about LSD. Uh, but first, we go to Dave in Delaware listening to WGMD-FM. Hey, Dave, have we been on uh, WGMD longer than, uh, I guess, earlier tonight? Or were you just calling in for the hell of it right at the top of uh, this hour? I was calling in at the top of the hour. You guys come on at 9 o'clock. Uh, okay, very sharp. Very good, sir. Yes. Uh, so go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I have a simple question. I'm constantly debating with people in my local area, and their response is always, hey, if I'm not breaking the law... I don't have to worry about the police searching my car or searching my house. I'll just let them do it. And I'm Uh saying, you shouldn't do that. Make them follow the rules. You have to follow the rules. But I can't seem to convince a lot of the people on the hard right that what to do. I don't have a good argument for them. Well, I mean, if you guys want to, if you've got a better one than I've got, certainly welcome to jump in. I would suggest that how do they know all of what is illegal? Have they read all the laws? You know, have they actually taken the time to determine what is and what is not a, a legal versus illegal? Because it may be something as simple as I think somebody mentioned the other uh, the other day that like in a lot of places it's completely legal to have uh, say a prescription b- pill that's outside of its bottle. So, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be saying yes to a search thinking that I'm a law abiding citizen and everything's going to be just fine here. When the police are looking for a reason to arrest you, that's the reason why they're searching, is because they want to find some reason to put you in a cage. I've actually always wanted to be asked, like in the past, I've wanted to be asked for a search when I know I don't have anything on me. But then I think, well, what if they, they put might, something yes. there? You know what I mean? What I if worry they about find, that as well. You know what I mean? I would love to do it, but at the same time, I don't trust them enough to just say, well, look what we found. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so far I haven't. I, I know some. I know one or two friends who have had their cars searched, and they put up. They resisted all along the way, and had them just go all out to uh, search and search and search. And there was nothing there, uh, and thank goodness they didn't plan anything. But there, there's no doubt about it; they do it sometimes. Another common sense reason to say no is because frequently, when the police will search, these people who are saying this have probably never gone through it. Because frequently, when the police search, they trash your car, or they trash yeah. your house, and then they leave. And then it's up to you to go ahead and put it all back together again. I mean, even if you've and got And it takes nothing, a long time. Yes. They, they really devour your time. I mean, you say, yes, you're consenting to a search, and it can become really elaborate. Indeed, it can. Do you think those would be at all persuasive to uh, these people? Not really. And we actually had a guy in our local market that got searched carrying around his prescription medicine in his car and went to jail for it. Jeez. 
and he volunteered for the search. Oh, man. See, people don't know. They don't realize what's illegal because nobody in their right mind would spend their time reading these laws. You know, it's actually funny how many, like, sometimes I'll catch myself doing something illegal that I wouldn't even give, like, any thought at all. For example, kind of recently I was I was traveling with friends and like we met at a house and I had a six pack of beer in the car and somebody you know said hey can I can I ride with you and the beer was for me and while I was driving I realized that I had a minor in the car with me and because I'm not I think it's age 30 but there's a certain age you have to be to have alcohol in the car if I had gotten pulled over I would have been in trouble Mm. And I wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, the beer was for me. I didn't give it any thought at all. But had I, if I had gotten pulled over, no, it was just in the back, you know, it was in the back seat, just a six pack of beer. But if I had, if I was pulled over, I Mm would have been in trouble. Unbelievable. Anything else you want to share tonight? With your experience. Well, you guys have a nice night, and I love listening to you. Hey, glad you're out there listening. Uh, appreciate uh, hearing from you, Dave, at 800-259-9231. We are live here. It is Independence Day, and we will take your calls about absolutely anything. I mean, if you can't make these points to people, like, look, hey, say no to searches, even if you know you're a good law-abiding citizen and all that, because you don't want to get your car trashed, or you don't want to get... Uh, I remember there was a friend of mine in uh, Sarasota, Florida, who had his car searched. It was 2 in the morning. You know, they held him by the road for two hours, so you're right, it does take a long time. And they brought the dog out, and, you know, the dog went around the car, and they let the dog jump up on the car, and the dog scratched the paint job on the car, and uh, they tore up the carpets in the car, and so that's damage, you know, permanent damage to uh, the vehicle. And they, you know, they, they tore my friend's car apart. And he said, wow, you know, this is out- absolutely outrageous. I want to do something about it. I want to sue these people for what, for what <laughs> they've done. Because he didn't consent. They searched him anyway. right? They went ahead and illegally searched his car even because he knew better than to consent. And so he wanted to find a lawyer that was going to do something about this. Couldn't do it. This was in Sarasota, Florida, where you know there's 300,000 people that live in the the county. It's a pretty busy metropolitan area. And no lawyer wanted to take this case. It's just not not worth it for them to take on the police department. They're not they're not going to try. They, they, it's like they, trying to win a football game when the when the other team's coach is also the referee. Right, and who knows? Maybe they're afraid of retaliation. Maybe they're afraid these co- corrupt cops will come after them and their family for something. So so basically, yeah. I mean, if you consent to these searches, you're screwing yourself over for what? What's the, what good will come to you for allowing the police to search your car? What what possible good thing will come? Out of this, you'll at the very I least think, lose your time and have your car torn to pieces. You're, you're oh, right. You and on the side of the road too to put it back together. That's right. You're right. They up. will do that to you. And uh, the, it is there is is no good reason to do it. But the mindset is that if you kiss up to the police, they'll be nicer to you and mm-hmm. it'll go smoother. And the, you know that if you have nothing to be afraid of, if you have nothing, if you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to be afraid of. There's all that verbiage. That we know to be BS, but that's what's going on in people's heads, I believe. How do you know you've done nothing wrong? I understand I've done nothing wrong and that I haven't harmed another human being. Right. Like I, I have a clear but conscience. But there are millions of words of laws on the books that I have no idea. I can't right. even so begin to fathom all it's, of them. It's, it's, it's incorrect for us to even say these things are wrong, right? Because they're illegal doesn't mean they're wrong. Uh, because they're illegal just means they're illegal. Right. There's plenty of things that are morally correct. But that, the cops uh, treat it as wrong. <laughs> correct. And, that's, and, and they won't care about your excuses 
uh, if they find you know a bottle of or they find a little pill container, those one it was Monday through Friday pill containers with pills in it. You don't have the uh, the prescription with you to verify that those are indeed prescribed to you, and you go to jail for twenty five years. How many old like elderly people that take a lot of medications have those pills? Good containers. point, but they're probably not asking them to search. Well, I have a friend who just is one of those people who has a pill for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and she has she's prescribed to a ton of drugs, and she has one of these things with all her different pills in it that she carries around. I bet she has no like she doesn't even think about the fact that if who she would? gets caught, yeah, who would? Uh, unless you've seen the news stories about people who have gone to jail for this stuff, including like crippled people. By the way, as I recall, a man in a wheelchair down in Florida, I think, was sentenced to twenty five years for having pills outside of the prescription bottle or something like that Uh, unless you've been acquainted with the information then of course you wouldn't think anything of it no big deal oh your friend gives you a you know some sort of pill or whatever maybe an adderall or something like that to help get you through the day Uh, you know no big deal people share pills all the time it's it's common but what is common in many cases is also against the law and so I don't see how anybody can be so certain. Somebody who's so, so certain that they have not violated any of the statutes or ordinances out there is someone who is living, I think, in a fantasy world where they don't understand how many ordinances there are and statutes there are that they're likely violating on a regular basis. They just don't have any concept of this. And I hope that they don't find out the hard way by allowing some cop to search who's on a, a fishing expedition to find something to arrest you for. Maybe he searches your car. Here's one. Here's another one for you to use with your uh, statist, uh, statist excusing friends, the apologists for the state. Okay, let's say you buy a used car. Well, who's to say there's not a roach? And yeah. by that I mean like a marijuana cigarette. Who's to say there's not a marijuana cigarette that's fallen between the seats or something like that? And then, well, this aha, is, what's this, buddy? Absolutely. And this is why it, a possession law, like just like laws against the possession of substances are so horrible because they, they invite this kind of intrusiveness. There's this kind of obscurity as to guilt and who's actually guilty. It's a horrible, it's a horrible place to start. And they don't care if you're guilty. It's not their job to care about that. They just want to put you in a cage. They want to bump up their arrest record. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, what are your reasons to refuse searches? Maybe we've missed something. It's free time. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. It's the Independence Day edition of the program. We're here to take your calls, as we always are. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Dale's too busy with Facebook right now. He's busy. He's creating a party for this weekend, for those of you here in New Hampshire. Uh, 800-259-9231. By the way, Dale is here courtesy of his uh, radio program, which is Prometheus Unchained. You can visit him at flamingfreedom.com. You can download archives there. How long has the show been going now, your your show? Since January 16th. Oh, cool. So uh, about, just about a full half a year at this, yeah. this point. Yeah, it's... So, and it news. really, we had a great turnout at the live show at Porkfest. It seems to be getting gaining in popularity. Right. So go to flamingfreedom.com. It is an LGBT-oriented, uh, liberty-friendly talk program. Yeah. 
So flamingfreedom.com, 800-259-9231. We're going to continue here. Of course, we will take uh, your calls about what you want. And you can talk about whatever's on your mind, though it is Independence Day, so maybe your thoughts or reflections on the concept of independence. How independent do you feel uh, today, especially in the the light of uh, police searches? We talked about uh, Washington, D.C., where they've got checkpoints set up everywhere today for people that are on foot as well, apparently. And they're searching through people's bags. And I want to get back and talk more about that if we get a chance. Also, news about LSD on the way here as well. And if you're tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet and banks charging you fees, wouldn't you like to take control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. It's the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. The Bitcoin is free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to be growing with time. Learn more at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org as we continue with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Dave, listening in Texas, to XM's America's Talk. Hello, Dave. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> it's Independence Day, but uh, it is also known as the Fourth of July. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I, I, I'm driving my truck. I was to the radio, and I was listening about the 95-year-old lady they searched, you know, and all this. Well, I had to fly out to uh, Indianapolis to pick up a truck about three weeks ago in LAX, and I'm there, and this little girl in front of me, and a, a little mother, she's about 28. Well, this, they were next in line, and... You know, the little girl sat down, she had these little pants on with little flowers or jeans and stuff, long hair, and, and she sat down straight and took her shoes off, which I couldn't do, you know, without bending her legs, gave them to her mom, and her mom was sitting there pointing to the big beam, showing that we had to go through that, and you could see the little girl was scared. Well, she got there, she looked at it, and she just took off running through it, because it scared her. Well, when she did, the TSA guys put their arms up and tried to catch her, and she ran around them, and then they awesome. chased her around the table. And then the <laughs> other guys came over and tried to get her, and they blocked her off, and so she ran in the airport. They had like five of these big, fat guys with their white shirts chasing her. That's and hilarious. everybody's like horrified. The mother's there like, oh my God, my child, you know, and everybody's thinking, oh, and all of a sudden, here she comes, just hauling tail back, and she ran back through and jumped up in her mother's these guys are sitting there panting. Everybody behind me is just laughing, thinking, what a bunch of idiots for a little tiny girl. And she showed them up, you know? And I That's thought, incredible. Well, That's awesome. I wish there was video of it. <laughs> well, I couldn't help but just start laughing because, you know, she was like, okay, you know, what's the big deal? But they couldn't right. even catch that little girl. And I thought, well, Granny, you got some revenge. That little girl took them down for you. That's, so. a, that's a great point. I mean, it... If she had been a terrorist, you know, like she'd been working with her parents and had been had a bomb strapped to her, there'd have been nothing they could have done about it. These big burly uh, TSA agents unable to even get their hands on a little girl. It's hilarious. Well, the, the way the mother was pointing to it, trying to explain to it, you see that she was scared. She didn't want to go through it. Sure. And now uh, I can understand that. You know, what's a child think about this? What about our freedoms, our independence? And thank God there wasn't a grandmother in front of me because I probably would have checked it and I probably would have had to hitchhike to where I had to go. Well, I I understand, you know, to your point about what does a child think about this, it's an excellent question. And really it all has to do with what the child's experience has been. So if the child's experience has been going to government school where they're indoctrinated about these things, then maybe they're just, oh, yeah, this is the way things are. And then they'll grow up in this world where this is how it is. And that's a really dangerous and scary idea. Whereas if the child is raised in a family full of liberty-minded people who are telling them that, hey, you know, look, here's 
here's what happened back in Nazi Germany, and here's what happened. Here's yeah. what's happening today, and here's what happened in yeah. Russia. And uh, and look here, the look at these parallels, and here are people that are from Russia and Nazi Germany that are saying, "Wow, I can't believe it's happening here as well." Uh, there's a lot to to be shown to uh, to children, and the system uh, is not interested in showing those things to them. They're not interested in telling them the truth. So you're going to have a whole generation of people who are used to going to school and being shaken down. To them, the TSA at the airport is just, you know, it's like going to school in the morning. They're used to it, and it will be, it'll be no big deal when the police spread out to the streets and start checking people's homes. So they're going to be completely indoctrinated, and that's really scary. It is scary because I'll tell you, that was exactly the mood in that line moving up there to take off your shoes, take off your belt. That's exactly what I felt like, and that is... That that you that's a, a very excellent point, and I don't want I if I have to I don't want to ever go through that again. I, I don't heard need you, to, and I, I don't. You're not but the I'm only just one. glad that grandmother wasn't in front of me because I would have objected. I would have said something. You know, I, with the little girl. <laughs> yeah. What else do you need to say? I mean, like you said, she showed him up. It's awesome call, and thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, Dave. At eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. <laughs> So yeah, you can bring up what you want. I can picture it all in my head, and yeah. I'm loving yeah. it. So one, and there probably is video footage available. I mean, they do have video cameras at these uh, these checkpoints. But, yeah, getting but your that's hands hard to on get. the footage yeah. is another question. That's that's not going to be easy. In like fact, trying to get the picture, the video uh, of the man who emulated himself. In right. Front the of the, the cops here are claiming the guy that set himself on fire. They oh, we deleted the footage. I picture circus music in the back. You mm-hmm. know, while these buffoons <laughs> are running around trying to chase catch this little girl. That would make for a great video if, if it did uh, ever come out. 1-800-259-9231. But uh, yeah, let's go back real quick uh, before we talk about the LSD thing to what's happening in D.C. apparently today. For those of you that weren't listening earlier, in the first hour of the show, we had Meg McLean call in, who uh, for a while was co-hosting on this program. We may have her back someday, but she's uh, down doing activism in D.C. right now. And she was at the uh, trying to get to the D.C. dance party, the Jefferson dance party today at the Jefferson Memorial with some of her friends. And they had to cut. They had to, you know, they were on foot and they encountered three, at least three different checkpoints where they were stopping people and and talking to them. And, and she said they weren't frisking people, but they were checking people's bags. And I guess the excuse here is that somebody's a credible terror threat for Washington, D.C., or for America throughout the weekend. You know, this is kind of the scary uh, tactic that they're using to scare people into compliance. But really, if you look at how people behave at these these checkpoints, and I thankfully haven't experienced this beyond the TSA because I live in New Hampshire and we don't get that stuff here very often – uh, but in D.C., it's more likely to happen more often. And we know that they're doing it on the subways there like they are in New York. And New York is where it first started happening, where they'll supposedly randomly check people's bags on the subway. And then word was that Philly was doing it. And word I think it was Philly. And then uh, word was that uh, D.C. had picked up that particular policy. And this is all about acclimating people. It's all about getting you used to it and making it so that uh, when – these checkpoints do expand out beyond the airports, as we've seen them do. They've done it in train stations. They've done it in bus stations. And now they're just doing it out in the open, out on you know the uh, the National Mall in Washington, D.C., just checking people. It's, yeah, it's show us your papers, please. It's really disturbing. Well, that, that's, uh, that's part of it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. You can tell your story as well. Uh, were, you, were you feeling very independent today as the police uh, stopped you at a checkpoint? This is Free Talk Live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves or bring up whatever you want. It's Independence Day. We're here live in the studio taking your calls at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. By the way, I want to remind you, you can go to freetalklive.com and enjoy the site for free. Those other talk show hosts in the business, they want to charge you. A lot of them do for their websites, and I think you'll find that freetalklive.com, you get more for free than those other sites will charge you for. But go see for yourself. Freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Dale. We've been talking about independence, of course, because it's not the 4th of July. If you catch yourself saying it, it's easy to catch yourself saying happy 4th of July. Correct yourself. Say happy Independence Day, because there is a difference. One is just a day on which people set off fireworks and have a party. The other is a day on which you reflect on the idea of independence and how valuable of an idea that is and how it is that uh, independence, that concept, helped get us to where we are today and that it's being washed away over time as uh, this people calling themselves the state, these men and women that, uh, that believe it's okay to do business uh, through the threat of violence and through actual violence, that, uh, that they've become rulers over our lives and that we aren't independent anymore and that those of us would like to be ind- who would like to be independent are prevented from being independent by men with guns who will come and uh, physically stop us from uh, from being independent. But if we get enough of us together who want to be independent again, we can actually achieve liberty in our lifetime without using violence and actually do it the right way this time around. Because the last time the holiday that's being celebrated here is actually a celebration of, of a violent uh, revolution, essentially. And I don't want to have anything to do with violence if what I want in the future is peace. Well, I feel like violence defends that sort of violence that sort of organized violence of a, of army against army that defends one state against another that's mm-hmm. defending a government it's not defending the individuals when i hear someone you know when i when i say i don't support the idea of a standing army and our friends freak out about that you know how can you possibly you know you can't defend against other armies what about with a, that? The, our protection and 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 my immediate thought is that those armies are not protecting me; they're protecting an idea that I don't believe in. Well, it's a great they're protecting myth. a government. Well, it's, it's the myth that 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 the, that the army is protecting you. They're actually very happy to sacrifice you to protect mm-hmm. that idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. If they could, if they could protect one of their military bases by somehow, uh, you know, setting fire to your neighborhood, you can damn well bet they would. Yeah. Because it's all about them and protecting the state. Let's continue with you and your thoughts here, though. Independence Day. Uh, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling independent? If you're in Washington, D.C., I doubt you are, if you love freedom, because apparently people that are walking around in D.C. today were being stopped at checkpoints, and they were having their bags searched, amongst other, among other things. So what else is going on around the country? Let's hear it from you. Let's talk to Mike, listening in Indiana to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Mike. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind today? <clears throat> Just for uh, uh, people's information, uh, why they should not allow people uh, uh, officers to search their cars or cooperate with them. Um, a lot of officers are trained in coercion and manipulation. 
And to give you a quote from my lawyer, he says, cooperation without proper representation is nothing more than a submission of guilt. Mm. So I just wanted to share that with your audience. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Scott in West Virginia. Scott, listening to WVTS. Hello there. Yeah, doing good. Hey. Uh, I just I had to laugh at that, uh, that caller that was on earlier talking about the TSA, and I can't. It, it's always funny to me to watch these people get shown up for the uh, bumbling idiots and perverts that they are when you can't go through a checkpoint at an airport without being sexually assaulted and molested. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous to me. This is sure as hell isn't the country that I grew up in and isn't the country I want to die in. I can thank, tell you that right now. What I mean, would you, you like got, to see change? Because I agree with you, but what would you like to see change? Abolish be, That'd be a good step. How about we abolish, abolish the entire CSA. Department of Homeland Security? Yeah, well, that was, yeah, that, that's even better. How I about like abolishing the entire federal government? How about abolishing the whole thing? Why the District of Criminals? Yeah, I'm I'm with you all the way, man. Secession, I think, is the only viable political solution. If there's a political solution out there to what's going on in Washington, D.C., it's not a political solution that can be applied in Washington, D.C. There's no hope in changing D.C., in my opinion. I, I mean, best of luck to Ron Paul. I support his campaign and that he's going around speaking about freedom, and that's a good thing. But I don't expect that even if Ron Paul were elected, that anything too significant would change uh, in Washington, yeah. D.C. I think you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't see it happening. Anything else you want to share tonight? That's about it. Thanks for I the call. Yeah, appreciate hearing from you. It was funny. The little girl running away from the TSA agents, having them uh, chasing her around. 800-259-9231 as we continue with Dave listening in Alabama and Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Dave. Hey, how are you guys doing? Just, Happy super. Independence Day, by the way. Indeed, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I wanted to talk to you about police searching cars when they shouldn't search cars. I had a friend of mine in Huntsville, Alabama, that they pulled over at a convenience store, and they handcuffed him and put him in the car and searched his car, didn't find anything, and his hands were handcuffed behind his back. And then when the police happened to look in the car, their police cruiser, they found uh, crack cocaine, and the man doesn't even do crack cocaine. And so probably from someone me. earlier, right? Yeah, or well, aren't they supposed to search the car every time they uh, take somebody out of their car? Well, I mean, there's all kinds of things they're supposed to do, but they don't because they're lazy bureaucrats, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, you know, I thought that was wrong, and you know, they they kept him in jail for like five days and wouldn't uh, let him out. I tried to get him out on bond, and then when they let him go, it just kind of disappeared, and uh, he never got indicted or anything like that. And, and so wait, so they let him out of jail? When you when say it disappeared, they never went to court or something? Uh, yeah, they finally let him sign his own bond on on its own reconnaissance, and it never uh, he never got indicted, never got a letter. They gave him a, an attorney, and the attorney said it never showed up, and then all of a sudden it just flew away, and so. You know, I mean, but, you know, you could find anything somewhere in somebody's car that you never know. And if you find it in a police cruiser, though, that's I think that's wrong. And they should have to check the car every time they take somebody out of the car. 
and or, or, maybe or how about not arresting peaceful people in the first place? Like that would be nice. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, what would it matter? Just... It wouldn't matter if all they were putting in their police car were murderers and rapists and arsonists and you know people that actually do damage and harm other people. If those are the yes. only kinds of folks that you found in the back of a police car, then it wouldn't it wouldn't really matter that much uh, if if they were cleaning the back out uh, too often. <laughs> but still, I see where you're coming from, right. and I thank you for the call tonight. It's uh, another case it. where the whole idea of of punishing people for a substance just creates this messy unenforceable task you know besides it being just totally wrong because there's no victim toll-free number 800-259-9231 speaking of substances julia has some interesting news about lsd now what does that stand for do you know off the top of your head if you would have asked me five years ago i would have been able to answer it i'm a bit rusty i know it's lysergic. lysergic something yeah anyway i'll find out for you yeah what's the news uh, so this is about um, these cluster headaches. Uh, patients suffering from the agony of cluster headaches. What's the will, source, by the way, on this? Uh, this is. By the way, it's sciencemag.org. Lysergic acid diethylamide. Diethylamide. Anyway. Right. So sciencemag.org. Sciencemag.org. That should be LAD. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, for whatever reason, it is and has been LSD for ever um anyway so patients suffering from the agony of cluster headaches will take anything to dull the pain even lsd as it turns out results from a pilot study presented here on saturday at the international headache congress reveal that six patients treated with two bromo lsd a non-hallucinogenic analog of lsd showed a significant reduction in cluster headaches per day and some were free of attacks for weeks or months 1-800-259-9231. We'll come back more talk about the significance of this and how it is that there are all kinds of uh, so-called illegal drugs that you can't run tests like this on in this country. So we don't even have any clue as to how helpful these things can be in many different conditions. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now to 1-800-259-9231. It's Independence Day. We're here uh, with you, and we'll take your calls about anything. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Dale. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. Of course, a lot of people are going to call it the 4th of July, and you're going to see that all over the news media, all over the mainstream. Uh, it's the 4th of July. Go set off some fireworks and have a drink. Well, yeah, you should have fireworks and have drinks and party and and have a barbecue and have a good time. We did today. We had ourselves a... You cooked some hamburgers for some of the folks. No, no, no. Bacon cheeseburgers, not hamburgers. That's true. And Mm -hmm. they were very tasty. Uh, The bacon cheeseburgers out here at the uh, the Keene Activist Center, and it was a great time. Lots of people came out. Uh, But I think most of the people at the Keene Activist Center know that this is Independence Day, that uh, the idea is to celebrate the concept of independence. Well, the idea uh, of of the holiday is to celebrate... The United States independence from 
Britain, but true. But I've changed. We're it. making it yeah. about independence, <laughs> real independence. Right. I just Personal. needed an excuse individual to cook sovereignty. Bacon cheeseburgers and drink a little beer. Any old time you yeah. want to cook bacon cheeseburgers, you know, you just let me know and, and I'll eat one of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you, Dale. We, we're modifying it because in personal independence is much more valuable than this old you know story about what happened way back when. What's happening yeah, right I'm now? For, is, I'm off for recursive secession. It's great that America seceded from Britain. Mm-hmm. And it would be great if New Hampshire seceded from the United States. It I would agree. be great if Keene seceded from New Hampshire. And it would be great if each one of us seceded from Keene as well. Absolutely. That's a good vision. And I think that we should move forward with that. So if you like that idea, then get yourself up to New Hampshire. Get a, Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. If you love liberty, that is. If you're not quite to the point of understanding what liberty really means, then there are pl- plenty of resources out there to which you can turn. There's some free books over at freekeen.com. You can go to book.freekeen.com. Grab some free books like The Market for Liberty or Healing Our World, which are excellent uh, books about freedom uh, to give you an idea of uh, that if you want to be free, you have to allow others uh, to be free as well. And if you've gotten to that point where you understand what freedom is, go to freestateproject.org to get signed up because getting people together who love freedom is the key, in my opinion, to achieving liberty in your lifetime because you're not going to do it alone. If you stand against the people calling themselves the state by yourself, they'll roll right over top of you. So we're talking about one area in which that they have uh, oppressed many, many people, and that is the uh, the world of drugs, uh, illegal drugs, of course. Now, alcohol is a very hard drug, probably uh, harder, than, I would say, than LSD for sure. Absolutely. But, but we're talking about LSD here uh, tonight, and Julia, you're, sure, you're sharing with us some news from ScienceMag.org. Where they're reporting on a study. Now, where was the study done? Does it does it mention that in the story? Um, it may eventually. A relatively small study uh, that found that these cluster headaches, which sound like they're worse than migraines, they're way worse than migraines. Um, according to this article, and actually, I did a little reading. I was reading Wikipedia, but uh, cluster headaches, sometimes referred to as suicide headaches, because of the almost unbearable pain they cause sufferers. Usually involve just one side of the face. Patients often like the uh, liken the pain to someone trying to pull their eye out for hours. They oh, can man. occur in bouts lasting many weeks with atta- several attacks a day. So these are extreme headaches. It's very rare. They don't know what causes it. Totally debilitating. But these people, yes, their life is just ruined because of these headaches. They can't work. I mean, these, mm. these just take you out. And so they found out that that not psychedelic LSD, non-hallucinogenic, some sort of an, what they call an analog of right, LSD. Right, a non-hallucinogenic analog of LSD. Um, it says here, what causes these attacks is not clear. A headache expert uh, from the University of California who is not connected with the research says, but recent studies suggest that changes in the structure of the hypothalamus are evolved because that part of the brain is responsible for, among other things, uh, circadian rhythms, the daily cycle of our body that dictates when we sleep but also regulates body temperature and blood pressure, it could expa- explain the um, the attacks and why they seem to occur, particularly around the solstices. Hmm. There is no cure. Patients can sometimes cure the headache by inhaling pure oxygen. Now, when I first heard heard about this they were i saw this on a documentary and they were interviewing a man who had these headaches and he had to carry around like a rolling oxygen tank with him and when oh, like he, a cancer pa- like lung cancer right. patient and and he he said that it didn't really do much you know what i mean it barely did anything emphysema is what I'm so this of. is the current this is what they have right now for this this uh condition um so in these uh tests let me see here 
I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. So, uh, no, I don't imagine they're giving them a large dose because LSD is a really, uh, it's measured in, isn't it micrograms? Correct. Which is a very, very small thing. I mean, in many cases, when you're buying illegal drugs, you're getting milligrams or grams. But these are micrograms. I mean, they're, they're very, very, very tiny doses can be incredibly uh, psychoactive. Yeah, it but, doesn't say the dose on here that I can see. I would imagine it's fairly yeah, small. Yeah, I'm sure it's small. Um, but it said that they decided to test this. Um, it's... 2-Bromo LSD, which was developed by Sandoz, the Swiss company that discovered the psychedelic effects of LSD and marketed it as a drug for some time. Hmm. At this conference, uh, these scientists prevented the data of six patients with severe cluster headaches who were given the LSD once every five days for uh, a total of three doses. All patients reported a reduction in frequency of attacks, and five patients, five of six, reported having no attacks for months afterwards. That's incredible. Uh, there seemed to be a long, long-term effect that we cannot explain. Compared to what these headache sufferers currently have available to them, this is quite remarkable. It could no lead to a near-cure-like treatment. Well, it's... It's not. I can't say I'm surprised because it wasn't too long ago that we talked about the uh, the test that they did again in a relatively small study because it's hard to it's just hard to do any studies on these things anywhere certainly in this country. But there was one that was actually approved by the DEA that the folks over at Maps did, and this is the multidisciplinary psychedelic studies yeah. something or other. Anyway, they they look at things like LSD and uh, and MDMA, which is commonly known as ecstasy. And they had given people MDMA who were suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. This is a huge issue, especially for people that are you know, coming out of the military and they've seen people dying and horrible things, etc. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of people are familiar with PTSD. And they gave this, uh, this illegal drug, MDMA, they gave it to these folks who were suffering PTSD, PTSD who had tried everything else. So they'd gone through all of the, you know, the kind of the accepted medical ways of treating PTSD, and they weren't getting anywhere. Then they took a dose of MDMA and had a psychotherapy session. And I think that it was most of them were cured on that that one dose. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I think in the 80s, before MDMA was made illegal, there were were, – all kinds of interviews when they were really talking about it, legalizing it and the people that would stand up, you know, at these on these shows and talk about their experiences. They were middle aged women, you know, housewipes. Mm-hmm. And they said they only did, had done it one time yeah. and it had made such a remarkable difference that they, you know, they it, it just changed them forever. I've heard similar things about mushrooms, actually, for people suffering from bipolar or depression mm-hmm. that they've had uh, people who have to take drugs constantly for depression that don't necessarily work that well have a ton of side effects oh yeah some of these people they they had they did uh, uh, a certain dose of mushrooms and the the depression was gone for a month to two months at a time from that one dose that's incredible and so it was kind of and they were not and and it wasn't addictive they weren't craving to have it all the time their depression just went away why lie about that i mean there's no reason to to bs anybody on that yeah you're telling the truth it's not like you're a, a dope head or some sort of fiend. You take the mushrooms once and you have your experience and it, it fixes, you know, apparently it's fixed things. And yeah. these people were cured of PTSD. 
cured. Yeah, that's these, that's these, um, these, dramatic. Right, these <laughs> other treatments don't cure them. That's they just, just treat them. And even mm-hmm. still, people are barely willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes people really <gasps> uncomfortable to even consider the concept that yeah. a drug that has been illegal could be beneficial. Mm-hmm. But what, what scares them is if the drug has recreational potential. If it, for some reason, if it makes you feel good, it must be bad. Mm. Like if it makes you, if Except it's alcohol. In- <laughs> no, I believe, I fully believe that if alcohol was a new drug, if alcohol came about ten years ago, it would be they would be moving to make it illegal today. Oh yeah, oh, for yeah. Sure. It's only the only reason it's legal is because it's been legal for so long, and every culture and everybody drinks alcohol. So right. And, of course, they figured it out uh, when alcohol was prohibited that it was a bad idea to prohibit that. But no one is, uh, you know, in, poli- in the realm of politics that is still in there today has, has, has come forward. If they figured it out, they haven't come forward unless they're Ron Paul or Gary Johnson. I mean, there are a couple of exceptions. But for the most part, these guys have to know that what they're doing is, is futile. But yet they keep pushing forward with it. When you look at the former politicians, there was that news report recently where – all these worldwide, like big name, like Kofi, I think Kofi Annan was one of them, like these big name politicians from around the world that are no longer politicians or like retired. They now come out against the war on drugs. It was the 40th anniversary of the U.S. war on drugs. They came out with this huge report that said, this is crazy. You need to stop this. If only people would come out while they're in political office and say things like that. Maybe then things would change. But <laughs> until then, we uh, people keep suffering uh, under this tyrannical system. And we are done for tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. It's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Dale. See you tomorrow. Happy Independence Day. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com.